and we're back to the Pastor Patrick Podcast, where we talk everything sports news, sports related, so much sports news to get into after a two-week hiatus, we are back, uh, took a couple weeks off there after the Super Bowl, I think everybody does, when the season of the NFL ends, we had the Chiefs that won the Super Bowl, congratulations to them, uh, already congratulated them on my Instagram, but it's great to be back doing the podcast. We have a lot of sports news to get into. Uh, so much. We have Lakers with LeBron out. Uh, you know, we got AD who was out last night versus the Thunder. Who knows what's going on with LeBron's ankle? Is it both ankles? Is it both feet? We don't know. <laughs> we saw him uh, in that game, said he heard something pop. Uh, Lakers have said they know nothing about that. Darvin Ham doesn't know anything about that, being very vague. Of course, we're going to get into their playoff chances, who they could acquire next year, who's rumored to be available next year. Hey, we've heard rumblings of Kyrie Irving going to go team up with AD and LeBron. We're still going to wait to see if that would work out. Uh, Kyrie and the Luka Doncic uh, experiment I don't think is working out. Uh, They're deferring to Kyrie in the fourth quarter when we all know that Luka is the guy there, but... You know, Kyrie has won a little more, and I think uh, the coaching staff's a little fed up with Luka and his attitude about complaining about every single call that he, you know, he wants. The the refs, he complains to them all the time. So a little bit of a weird dynamic there in Dallas. Uh, you got the NFL, the NBA, excuse me, NFL, NBA playoffs that are just heating up. We have all this these teams that are in it. The West is so tight. Uh, nobody has really taken that next leap in the West. You have a lot of young teams. You have a lot of teams like the Warriors waiting for Steph to get back. You have the Lakers who are young. They got LeBron. They made a lot of great trades there to bolster the Lakers uh, roster, the depth of it. They got Vanderbilt. They went out and got Beasley. They went out and got uh, D'Angelo Russell. They were able to ship off a couple pieces. Mobamba, I think. Yeah, they got him. Just they're overall a better team, really, when you look at it up and down. Um, AD, of course, was out last night versus the Thunder, but the Lakers still were able to get the win, 123 to 117. Had some great contributions there. Um, we don't know when LeBron will be back. You know, whenever these things happen, there's so many reports coming out. Uh, there's rumors that he's going to be out, you know, two weeks completely and then he's going to be back there's also rumors that say oh he's going to be out the rest of the season maybe uh just so many ups and downs when you look at those rumors but uh tony brown had a great night last night uh tony brown jr with 19 points for the lakers you know you had schroeder with 26 leading the way reeves had 19 uh, a lot of great contributions uh last night and of course the thunder are without say gilders alexander they, they have some holes that they need to uh, get filled up in the uh, in this next offseason position-wise. Um, but, you know, good win by the Lakers. Again, the West is so tight. The West is so tight right now. And the NBA is actually in a very good space when it comes to competitiveness. I think the NBA has been very competitive uh, these last few years, and it's only tightening up, I think, when these superstars aren't at the elite level, you know, that they were at in their younger years. And what I mean by that is KD, Steph, LeBron, they're still elite, but it's not like it was. So I think the competitive level, even having a couple of those guys, it evens out among everyone. I I just think that personally. 
about the NBA like playoff brackets, the standings. We're gonna we're gonna get into it a little bit because right now the Bucks are the number one team in the uh, East. <clears throat> Excuse me, number one team in the East, and Celtics are number two. 76ers are number three. Those are the top three teams in the East. Uh, then in the West, you got the Nuggets, Grizzlies, and Kings. Now, it's going to be very interesting because the Lakers have moved up to the 11th spot. Um, and the Pelicans are still ahead of them. They need the Pelicans to drop a few games uh, this coming week, and they also need the Jazz to, too, which I believe the Jazz will. They they want to get into that play-in game. The Lakers do. And I, I truly think the Lakers will get into the play-in game. Play-in game. Uh, but just to show you how tight it is, they're in the sixth spot. The Clippers are 33 and 31. Well, the Lakers are 30 and 33. So just to show you how tight of a race it is, that is how tight it is in the West. And they could get into that sixth spot and then be in the playoffs. They just got to get to that sixth spot. So I, I think they would really want the playoffs over the play-in game. The play-in game, you know, you, you'll take it if you're a Lakers fan. You'll take it if you're them. But you want that that uh that spot you want to get in there and uh you know it, it depends too when lebron can get back because lebron has been dealing with this nagging injury it seems like pretty much i think when he was in that game where he broke the record he was getting his foot worked on over on the sideline in between uh breaks so I think this has been plaguing him for a while, but I think he wanted to get that record uh, broke and then come back and try and make a push here. He he played amazing from December on, averaging 30-some points, trying to get Kareem's record done. He got that done before the All-Star break. I think felt good about that. But now I think the focus has shifted back on, okay, can we make a deep run here? And can we get this thing done? And the one thing that I do like about the Lakers is, and you see this with different teams every now and then, uh, you see a change of momentum after the trade deadline in the NBA. You see that every now and then. A team gets the pieces and they take off. I think that team is the Lakers this year. I think they, they made all the right moves, it, getting Russ out of there, and funny enough, Russ signs with the Clippers, and that's its own story, and <laughs> why the Clippers... Uh, would want, you know, Russ, I don't even know. And you got George coming out saying, I don't think I'm the number one guy on a title team. And that's just a weird quote to say. And uh, the the Clippers seem to be all over the map. Um, so they're the other team in L.A. But anyway, back to it. They made a lot of moves, the Lakers did, to improve their team. And it improves their chances drastically to get into the playoffs. Now, do I think they'll beat the Denver Nuggets? Well, no. You know, Jokic is averaging triple doubles and all this and he's going to win MVP. I don't think that they're going to be, you know, able to compete with the Nuggets. They got Murray, you know, they got Michael Porter Jr. They got all these guys on the Nuggets that are that are very competent players and have been together a long time and have the number 1 record and they're fairly one of the more deep teams in the West when it comes to their bench. Now, do I think they could win a couple playoff series? Of course. I think they could win a couple playoff series. If you get AD and LeBron back in the lineup, anything is possible with this team. They'll need that that two-headed monster though with AD and LeBron of course, but you know, you get in the playoffs with those guys, we saw when they went into the bubble and I don't put an asterisk by the bubble championship. I think that that bubble championship was even harder to win than some in previous years <laughs> in an environment that's totally different. So the Lakers, I think, will make a pretty good push 
to the the finish line here. I don't think they're going to have enough to beat the Nuggets, but they'll make a decent run. And, uh, you know, in other Lakers news, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do in the offseason because so far the Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic experiment doesn't work. It just doesn't. I'm shocked, but I'm not shocked. Um, Kyrie Irving has been up and down his whole career with what he wants. Uh, he definitely wanted out of the Nets, but I don't necessarily think he wants to hitch his wagon to Luka and the organization of the Mavericks long term. I think he would love to get to L.A. I think this whole thing was to get to L.A. And he knew the L.A. or the, excuse me, the Brooklyn Nets weren't going to trade him to L.A. He knew it. So I think it was like, okay, we'll trade me to the Mavs. And the Mavs gave up a lot to get him. But I think this, I think if he leaves in the offseason, I think the Mavs are going to be fine with it. I think this cleaned up some cap room. I think it moved some stuff around, you know, for them to kind of do a little bit of a rebuild there around Luka. So even if it doesn't work, I don't think the Mavericks gave up anything that they're going to regret within the next five years. So I could definitely uh, see them retooling around Luka. Um, But also, this could be a sign that, you know, maybe they don't have full faith in Luka. Luka hasn't been the greatest leader of all time, but he's only 24. So I don't know what what that truly means for the future of the Dallas Mavericks, but I do know that I think Kyrie wants to get to L.A. badly to play with LeBron and A.D. I think that's where he wants to be. Uh, Big city environment, um, you know, Hollywood, all that stuff. I think he's, he's definitely in on getting to L.A. Now, do I think it would be a great fit? Mm, Kyrie's been pretty flaky his whole career. Uh, but LeBron is the one guy that he's played with that LeBron knows how to handle Kyrie, and and it works. For some reason, it works with LeBron Kyrie. And if AD could be thrown in there and stay relatively healthy throughout the year, I think it could work. Now, here's what I don't want to see the Lakers do. I don't want to see them rush LeBron back when there's no reason to if they're out mathematically from the playoffs. The next two weeks, we'll have a pretty good picture of where they're going to stand. So if he's out, if he's, you know, if he's out for, they say, three weeks, but they could rush him back, but they don't have a chance at all to make the playoffs, don't rush him back. Plan for next year. Sign some free agents. You have all next year. And so I don't want to see them rush him back if he's still dealing with that. And I don't know if Kyrie does put them over the hump because there is that whole thing of depth. They they have a lot of stars and, you know, and LeBron made that comment way back when Cleveland said we're top heavy, um, and that that meant there's not enough depth in that rotation. So, I think that you could sign Kyrie, but you really got to retain some of these key guys. It's going to be hard to do, but if you're Rob Palinka, you got to maneuver the cap and get things worked around. You can do it. Uh, that's what you're paid for. <laughs> so, I definitely will hitch my wagon to the Lakers long term as if they're going to win a championship. I think they could either win it within the next couple of years of championship. I think it's totally doable to to win. Now, do I see them winning multiple ones? I think LeBron could get another championship reasonably in his career, but that would be it. I think he is going to max out at 5. Uh, but that I mean he's the all-time leading scorer though. So 5 championships and the all-time leading scorer, I'll, I'll take it. And, you know, that's that's kind of the, the in and out of the NBA right now. That's kind of what we're seeing. 
uh, throughout it. I can't wait to get into it more and talk about more of the teams that I think are going to be pretty deadly. Um, a lot of injuries right now, though. The Warriors are dealing with Steph Curry's injury. Who knows when he'll be back? Uh, they don't really rush their guys back too much, so it'll be definitely very interesting to see what they do with his injury. And we're moving on a little bit to our next topic because we want to get into this. And the NFL, the draft is, you know, not very far away. It's going to be held here in Kansas City, you know, not far from where I live. But the draft, no doubt, is an exciting time for all teams. But also right after the Super Bowl ended. Because we obviously saw that the Eagles' defense was not up to par with the Chiefs. That was just a known thing. They were kind of, you know, a fraud when it came to that. Kind of exposed them a little bit. But one thing that I did notice is the Kansas City Chiefs still have a hold on the entire NFL. They just have a hold on them. Nobody can nobody can budge them or move them off the top right now. They'll be the favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. Now, do I think they will? No. Um, but the dynasty, going into the Super Bowl, I made comments that were saying that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs had a lot more pressure on them. Because if you don't win a championship... If you're Patrick Mahomes right now, you're going to slowly fall into that Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson debate where it's like, yeah, they're great. They're amazing talents, but they got one. Nope, uh, he got his second. Um, they don't have to win another thing with him in his career. That's good enough. You've in, in my book, at least, uh, that's good enough. You've gotten two rings. You solidified it. Um, I've not just been there once. It's not a fluke. I've been here twice. All the greats have two or more, I think. And, um, you know, great to get one, but, you know, to have two, that's where it's at. Uh, you gotta, gotta get that second one to show that it isn't a fluke. So, I think, though, now the pressure is completely off the Chiefs. I don't think they're playing with any pressure. I think anyone that says that doesn't really understand that when you have one or you don't have one, and you're, you know, the favorite, and you still don't get it, there, there's the pressure. But I, I truly think that since he's got his second, they got their second, um, I think they're playing with house money now. They'll be deadly next year. I think they're gonna. They're my favorite to win the Super Bowl next year again. Uh, but definitely the AFC West has bolstered up. You got Russell Wilson there with Sean Payton. Don't know how that fit's gonna work. Um, Sean Payton's already said that he has his people coming into the building pretty much, and nobody that's not on his staff will be in the building. Is Russell still going to have his office upstairs? Is that dysfunction still going to be taking place? We, we, don't, we don't know. We don't know. But one thing I do know is the AFC West bolstered up this last year. They all got better. The Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, and it didn't seem to matter. And so that is a gut shot to all these teams. I mean, Derek Carr's out. You know, change of scenery in Denver, um, Chargers, I don't, you know, Kellen Moore's coming into the Chargers, which I think is a good pickup for him, but again, it's a good pickup for the Chargers, excuse me, but again, I just, I, I think the Chiefs still own that division, and you kind of saw this coming if they were to win their next one, the, the debates that would be happening about them, you know, they're definitely not a fluke. Now, the debates about is Patrick Mahomes the GOAT or not, I don't think we should get that far into it yet. I, I I take a break from all the GOAT conversations with the NBA. I think it's stupid. I think we have a GOAT in each era, and I think LeBron James is the GOAT in our era, and then Michael Jordan was the GOAT back in that era. So I, I think we got to just like take it down a little bit when we talk about GOATs and we talk about who's the best. 
Is Patrick Mahomes ultra-talented? Yes. Could he be the GOAT eventually for our era? He is right now. Uh, Is he going to be the GOAT all-time? I don't know, because the GOAT all-time is so hard to say. Now, I did have Tom Brady as the GOAT of all-time, but you know, I'm kind of taking more of the opinion now of what I have in the NBA, where maybe there's just a GOAT in each... Each uh, era. Now, Tom Brady has extended it out, just like LeBron has over multiple multiple eras. So, the GOAT debate has been stupid to me all along. Um, I don't really get into it. We still have to see what LeBron does with his career. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I view that. But the NFL is definitely heating up uh, this next season. Where will Aaron Rodgers go? He's emerged from his darkness. He's doing podcasts. Uh, Guntus, the uh, Packers GM, I believe, I think that's who it is, doing, you know, podcasts. They're both saying different things, where the other one's going to end up. Uh, They're kind of alluding to things, but it seems like they're talking to people, but they're not talking to each other, which seems weird. Now, this isn't a news fact. Aaron Rodgers has always been kind of aloof and kind of up in the air, don't really know what he's doing, what he's going to do. Uh, but he's always been that way, kind of flaky. Uh, will he stay in Green Bay? I don't see him staying there. I think they've both been looking for a reason to pretty much get out of that relationship. It, it just doesn't work, it seems like. And so I see them moving on from Aaron Rodgers. I see them trading him. Now, he could go to the Jets. He could go to a number of those teams. Some people have been saying the Dolphins. I don't mind the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins. I could see it working out there with him in Miami. I mean, you got if, you, if you're going to want to go to a contender, um, of course, the Jets and the Dolphins, that division's wide open because I believe the Bills are a little vulnerable right now. But if you really want to go to a contender, you couldn't go wrong with either of those. Now, I do favor the offense for the Dolphins a little more than the Jets. Um, You would have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. Decent run game, good line. I think that is all very important if you're Aaron Rodgers uh, looking to go to a different team. The Jets, though, have a great defense, and they're definitely building an offense that is capable. Good line, running back. Um, The Jets are the classic case, so are the Dolphins, of who's our QB. Uh, Dolphins are surely going to move on from Tua. I don't see how you could re-sign Tua and justify, you know, the concussions, having sign him to a 20-some million dollar contract and be like, yeah, okay, that's going to be great. And uh, he's not going to get hurt. We're going to take that chance when he's been so injury prone in his career and college career. He was injury prone in college and it's translated to the NFL. So not the not the best situation there for Tua in Miami. But as far as Aaron Rodgers, where he wants to go, my top three teams are the Jets, (laughs) they're the Dolphins, and then it's really, I could see maybe, and this is just from speculation, I could see maybe the Raiders working out. I don't think the Raiders, a lot of people had the Raiders, uh, but in my viewpoint, speculation, it's just not going to work in Las Vegas. I think McDaniels wanted Brady, and Brady retired, and... They moved on from Derek Carr, (laughs) and now they don't have a quarterback in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. But the interesting thing about the Aaron Rodgers, where he ends up, it really depends on where Derek Carr ends up, too, because Derek Carr is reported to have visits with the Jets. You know, he's visited a lot of teams, and the Jets conversation, conversation went great. I think the Jets are waiting to see what Aaron Rodgers does is 
Aaron going to get traded? If so, get ready. The Jets are going to put in a huge bid for Aaron Rodgers. Do I think they should? No, I think they should sign Derek Carr and draft a decent roster this year, or decent players. Um, I don't, I don't want to build my franchise or give up multiple picks for a guy that's probably going to retire within the next two years or could just get upset and sit out and say, I'm not going to play. This isn't what I want to do. He could do that. We just don't know with Aaron Rodgers, and that's always been the unpredictable debate. So Aaron Rodgers' drama, it seems like it starts every year, and Aaron has learned from the best. He's learned from Brett Favre. And do you remember what Brett Favre did for you know three years there as Aaron was sitting? Am I going to retire? Am I not going to retire? Am I going to do this? Am I, not, am I staying here? Am I not staying here? It was so up and down with Brett Favre. Um, Brett didn't know what he wanted. <laughs> You know, he could take or leave football. I, I don't really care. And kind of a melodrama diva. And that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers has done. And they, they, they he's taken after the diva qualities of Brett Favre. Brett Favre went to the Jets. And then he went to the, the Vikings. And then he finally retired. But he messed with the Packers so much, he would retire and then come back. And I get what Packers fans think. They think that, oh, Aaron Rodgers is a little different. Aaron Rodgers, no, Aaron Rodgers is doing the same exact thing. It's not so much about retiring and coming back. It's more so about the mindset you're putting your team in. You're almost paralyzing your team when it comes to the fact of improving and getting better. You're making it about you when you should just be focusing on winning and keeping your head down. You're creating storylines. You're creating... Uh, things out there that people want to talk about like today like I'm talking about so Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are definitely not on the same page and he hasn't been playing that great in the past few like obviously MVP seasons he's been playing great but when it comes to the playoffs that's what I judge him on and he hasn't done great in the playoffs so are you going to take somebody that you know has done decent in the regular season last year he didn't but the last you know two years before last year he did amazing MVP and, you know, worked with what he had this year, uh, receiver-wise. But are you going to really hit your wagon and pay him for the next two, three years and still be in the same position every year? Because I think you'll be in the same position every year. That's just my viewpoint on the Aaron Rodgers situation. I think he would do great in New York. I think he would do great in Miami. I don't think he would do amazing in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, Devontae's there, but that's about the only thing I could peg uh, kind of drawing him there. But Devontae left the Packers. So things weren't always peachy there. So Aaron Rodgers, we'll see where he ends up. He's he's uh, come back from his darkness retreat, whatever that means. Um, and he's going to probably end up on a team where they're going to go all in on him, but Aaron won't be all in on them. But hey, I mean, Aaron's not going to be all in on anyone that picks him up. The Lamar Jackson stories are very interesting, too, as well. Um, negotiations, this is very similar to what we saw with the DAC negotiations. Seems like it drug on two, three years longer than it had to. Um, they should have gotten Lamar signed last year uh, to the long contract. I'm full support of Lamar Jackson getting his money. I am not on the Ravens' side in this. I'm just not. I don't see what the Ravens are doing. They have a franchise quarterback. He's capable of winning, putting them in positions to win. He has an overall winning record. And this these are the big NFL questions that we're going into this next season with. Where are some of these quarterbacks going to end up? And I have Lamar Jackson, surprisingly, my top three teams for him 
<laughs> this depends too, where Aaron Rodgers or him get to first. Uh, my top teams are the Washington Commanders, the Miami Dolphins, um, and then also I have the New Orleans Saints. And now if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Miami Dolphins, that definitely could affect things with that. Then the Jets could try and pursue Lamar if Lamar is available. I have my Commanders on there because we are pretty stacked offensively. Um, I think Lamar Jackson on the Commanders could do amazing things. Wouldn't be far of a move uh, down to Maryland, uh, Virginia. And so um, Lamar Jackson, where he ends up, though, I think I think Aaron will be on the move before Lamar Jackson. So I think it'll affect where Lamar Jackson goes. Lamar Jackson is definitely 100% who teams would rather have than Aaron Rodgers. I think the Jets, the Dolphins, all those teams, the Raiders, they would, you know, die for Lamar Jackson to get him. So it'll be very interesting to see where he ends up too. But the Aaron Rodgers-Lamar Jackson comparison, people have been getting into this, who would you rather have? And for me, it's a no-brainer because Lamar Jackson's younger. (laughs) I mean, are we really going to sit here and say that you would rather have Aaron Rodgers, who's going to play maybe another couple years, or Lamar Jackson, who could play another 10 years? Uh, I don't buy all the people that say, you know, he's injury-prone, you can't rely on him, that's just stupid. You know, you can rely on Lamar Jackson. The guy is a leader, all right? You can rely on him. And th- that's just a couple of the, the QB carousels that are going around. We still got to see where Derek Carr ends up. I hope my commanders don't pick him up. Um, there's so many moves. The draft is coming up. A, l- a lot of teams are in flux with what they're doing. It's it's so funny. Each year we, we do this where the NFL ends and then there's a drought in sports. And it, there just is because the NBA is still going. And the NBA is going to be taking over a lot of the the TV, sports shows, and podcasts, NBA is pretty much uh, the thing that everybody's talking about right now. And the biggest story is KD, you know, making his debut for the Suns last night. I love to see it. Uh, he had 23 points. Uh, they got the win. I think KD looks fresh. He looks a little better. He looks happy. He is on the Suns. And, you know, Booker scored 37 points. And KD scores 23 points in 27 minutes in Suns' debut. So, that's just one of the headlines, and I, I think it's good for KD to be out of that situation in Brooklyn, even though I would have liked to see him stick it out and win one there. I've had my criticisms of KD, but, you know, if he can get Chris Paul a ring, I think yeah, I am in full support of Chris Paul getting his ring. I need this guy to get a ring because he has put his blood, sweat, and tears into this game. He's given it all. Uh, so I, I, I definitely like uh, the big big three or four there with Aiton. Booker, KD, and Chris Paul. All right, hey, time for my highs and lows of the week. I mean, I dropped out in the fourth grade to run drugs to support me now. That means you haven't known the triumphs and defeats, the epic highs and lows of high school football. <laughs> and for my high of the week, Jason Tatum gets his ninth 40-point game this season as the Celtics were down, the as Celtics down the Cavs. Uh... 41 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. You cannot go wrong with Jason Tatum and his performance. He is on another level. Um, Celtics are 45 and 18. They're making a push for that top spot. I I 100% believe that it'll be the Celtics in the NBA Finals uh, against the Denver Nuggets. Those are just, you know, it's not really stretch of predictions. I just like both of those teams and what they bring to the equation. Um... Tatum is a different kind of animal. That guy can uh, take over a game. It's just, it's nuts. 
So I, I definitely love to see that. He is making strides in his game. I think he's using last year in the finals as motivation. I think he is. So uh, I love to see it. Um, I love to see the, the competitiveness from him. And, yeah, can't wait to uh, can't wait to see where his career goes. And my low of the week. This is no surprise because we just talked about it. It's Aaron Rodgers coming out of his darkness retreat and pretty much holding everyone hostage to what Aaron Rodgers will do. Um, we've seen it before with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I hate to bash on him repeatedly. But I, I, I can't get by the fact of how you're able to hold the team that drafted you and everyone hostage, that city that loves you, uh, that you won a Super Bowl for. I can't seem to get by how you would be able to do this, why you're able to, you know, hold a team like that hostage. I, I just, I don't know. It, it just doesn't make much sense to me. But, hey, here we are. Uh, you know, my commanders... My commanders could be selling here soon. Uh, there's different reports coming out. Um, Jeff Bezos, of course, was blackballed from, you know, submitting a bid. He wasn't uh, allowed to, apparently. Um, <laughs> it is reportedly Dan Snyder. He used the commanders like a personal piggy bank, accused of fraud, of over $55 million in secret loan. Um, it's just one of the many things we can add to what is happening to the commanders, uh, are, I, I personally think that he won't sell this year. I think he wants an outlandish number. He's putting it out there that he wants to sell the team, but I think secretly he knows if he puts a bid on it really high, ain't nobody going to bid on it. So I, I think that he truly, truly wants to just keep the team, hopes everything blows over, and it's a joke. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Uh, please subscribe, leave a review, hit me up on all my social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, catch next week's episode and uh, have a good one.